Hello everyone and welcome. My name is Allie Light and on this platform I will be sharing my voice, my truth, and my stories. I will be speaking into topics of spiritual growth, self-development, holistic wellness, sacred sexuality, tantra, and relationships. This will be a special place where I will process my emotions, share knowledge, tools, and inspirations, and any transmissions that will want to come through. It is so good to have you here. Welcome. All right, everyone, and welcome back. Ali Light's coming in to you today. On today's podcast, I have a special guest with me with whom we're going to talk about things of Tantra and sacred sexuality as it relates to the masculine and the feminine perspective of the topic. And so with me today, I have my friend, Drake Friedman. Say hello. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. First guest on the show? First guest on the show. Honored. Yes. Thank you. Very excited to bring in new perspectives, new energies. So, Drake, I'm going to have you introduce yourself, tell our listeners your little journey, and we're going to go into the question of how did you move into the realms of Tantra from the, your perspective? Absolutely. So, I'll start from the beginning and try and go quick. Try and keep it at 60 seconds on the introduction here because <laughs> um, I'm kind of long-winded. You can go to my own podcast to hear me talk about myself for hours, but uh, which is Dive Deep with Drake, but we'll talk about that later too. Myself, I was born in Woodstock, Illinois to some regular Americans. My dad's a mechanic. My mom is, you know, a pothead over all other things, but a very sweet mom. She's an amazing mother. And uh, these days she has become a professional lunch lady and she's killing it. So that's good. Uh, so I came from very regular American upbringing, the middle of the country. Uh, had never thought about yoga until I needed it for my body when I was about my early 20s. I started getting into it when I was 17, but then I needed it by the time I was 22 or 23. Sorry, I just let the motorcycle pass. And so my body is what physically brought me into it. And then when I met Tiffany, my ex-wife, I was 24 just about, and she was on six months of a hot yoga journey going every single day. And she was about to get her yoga certification herself. But then I showed up, we fell in love like a bunch of crazy pretty lights kids. I proposed to her in a matter of three months, and then my grandma was dying of leukemia at the time and my grandmother raised me grandma says drake you got a fiance now sorry drake you got a fiance now you need to make grandma a great grandma and i got to work straight away and we had charlie on the way in about 60 days or so so that was beautiful charlie's also a huge catalyst for my growth because as she was on the way i made a mission statement for myself that i need to become my greatest self in order for Charlie to become her greater self and for her to then enable others to become their greatest selves. Mm -hmm. And it all comes back to me. If I don't do it first, why would anyone else do it? Monkey see, monkey do. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing it. 
Um, so I messed up the whole thing. Uh, Tiffany was just going to be a cat lady. So I messed up that whole flow, but it's all divine, as we know now, looking back. So then I started at the Hot Yoga Studio. I did like 25 days in a matter of a month, as well as diving into the studies and meditation and, and just really getting into the practice and the knowledge of it. And I fell in love absolutely right away. By the final day in Shafasana at the end of class, I had a visual energetic chakra experience for the first time ever on nothing but hot yoga, you know, and I may have done a fast, small fast. And uh, yeah, it was profound just being able to feel that for myself. You can read all the stuff, but until you feel something, it's hard to really it's hard to really surrender to something unless you really feel it for yourself. Experience it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, really diving into it, learning, doing it, feeling it. I was hooked. And so I was about 24 when that happened and have been studying like a mad, like, like a mad yogi ever since. And it's been life changing. Absolutely. So that's kind of just, does that lead you to any other questions? How did that leave you? Um, well, yeah, so now let's move into the exploration into Tantra. So it sounds like yeah. you went through that physical movement that transformed you mentally, spiritually. And so as in, how did your path open up into Tantra and sacred sexuality? Sure, so Tantra, I have the same American understanding as everyone else, figured it was pretty much just sex. And then and during marriage, there was one day where Tiffany and I pulled up like a video version of the Kama Sutra, and it was basically just these, this huge Indian dude having sex with this Indian woman, and it was just like, it was so westernized, like the film, it was like, well, okay, they were just going at it like crazy, so I didn't learn much there, mm -hmm. but later on, in 2019, a friend on Instagram, a painter, an artist, a Rastafari, amazing gentleman. I think he's like 52 now. I think he just had his birthday. Jason, he was hosting a semen retention thing online. Okay. The first one was free. A thousand men got in there. And wow. he was explaining to everyone the power of retaining your semen, the power it holds, and the danger of pornography, which is actually what was pulling me into it because at the time I was realizing that pornography was an addiction that I was dealing with before I realized it I just figured everyone did it and I was just right in line with every average American just doing the pornography thing mm -hmm. but when I started to study addiction and like through the consciousness handbooks the handbook to higher consciousness you know, it explains that if there's something that you are having, uh, addiction is a, I'm trying to find the right words, I'm going to end up paraphrasing it, but addiction is the rep repetitive action bringing you results that you don't want. Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. find yourself repeating something that's giving you the wrong result, that's pretty much like, okay, I'm finding myself disconnected from my wife. I'm finding myself when we're going to have sex, I'm not right here, but I'm thinking about some dumb porno thing or whatever. Like in my mental space, I'd be removed. And Tiffany. Oh yeah, buddy. With the jams coming through. <laughs> so Tiffany 
very tuned in as well, and she like could read my mind pretty much, and she knows that something was off. Like she could tell that my mind wasn't there, and so it, it's clear. It became clear that it was an issue, and I pretty much was easy to pinpoint back to pornography, and went into this experience with Josh's son, and he was just being honest. Honest, like, yo, bro, it's not normal. It's not normal. All of this crazy wild porno sex, it's not real sex. It's not real connection. It's Hollywood. It's uh, psychological warfare. It's taking you down. And then when I learned that one drop of semen has as much nutrients and power as up to a liter of blood, I'm like, mm. that's science right there, dude. <laughs> if I'm spilling this stuff daily, I am wasting my life. Losing all that So power. it was a 21-day challenge with Jocelyn the first time I did it. By day six, I was like a new man doing handstands. There's this episode of Seinfeld show where jo George Costanza stops masturbating and he's like hitting home runs. He works for the, the New York Jets and he's like hitting these home runs, teaching these baseball players how to play baseball because all he did was get his mind right. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, the clarity that comes from it. So six days in and you already had that experience. I was feeling it, yeah, yeah. The first week was like, wow. this is serious. So again, when you experience something firsthand, experimenting and just doing something to see how it feels and what happens, it was real. It was absolutely real. And uh, I've never, you know, looked at masturbation the same. I've never looked at myself the same. Confidence phew, doubled, yeah. continuously doubled. I would like to pause here for a moment because yes. I think a lot of men can relate to the aspect of addiction. Yeah. And it's not something that's talked about very often, but it's experienced by so many. And I don't think men realize the long-term side effects that it has on their relationships, on their connections to themselves, on their experience of pleasure in their sex and sexuality. So how did your porn addiction um, distract you? Like, how did it take you away from doing things that you wanted to do at the time? So by the time I was like 18 and I was trying to make music, I'd be in my basement playing with synthesizers and telling myself, I'm gonna make a song. And I would tell myself, I'm gonna do something. Like tonight, I'm gonna finish a whole song no matter what. Mm -hmm. And then I would find myself like 30 minutes in on the internet, mm -hmm. looking at porn instead of twisting synthesizer knobs, twisting my knob. So I was, it was too fast and it was like so obvious. The hours, and then I'd be like awake until like one in the morning for hours and it's like, dude, you could have easily made one song in that mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Like with what you know and your abilities, like, so again, it's these very clear things. It's like, all right, if I wasn't doing that, I could be doing so much else. Yeah. And that was something that I used to reprogram uh, when I was doing the 21 day challenge. Another thing from the handbook of higher consciousness, when you find yourself in a trigger or getting caught in a repeated action, you want to change it right away. So when it comes up, you want to say, okay, instead of grabbing my dick right now, I'm going to do 10 push-ups and change the action mm -hmm. and be like, okay, and that's going to physically, I can't jerk off when I'm doing push-ups. So drop to the ground and just do 10 push-ups. Distract the mind to totally something else. Totally reprogram in the moment. Mm -hmm. So, and you got to be quick with it. You got to be quick with everything. Like yeah. we've been saying that all weekend, five the five second, second rule. rule. If you, you got to act on it when it comes up. 
Otherwise, if you just let yourself, if you let yourself squeeze your dick for more than five seconds, next thing you know, five hours later, you're gonna be squeezing your dick by yourself, and you're gonna be sad and disappointed that you didn't make a track. And then you're gonna make feel bad about it. You're gonna have issues and security. Shame. You can't trust yourself. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm trying to make a promise to myself. I'm gonna make a beat tonight, and I'm gonna freestyle on it tomorrow. But if I don't, and then I would get caught up, and I would let myself down, and I would not be able to even trust myself. So it's very psychological to how any form of addiction, whether it's, you know, masturbation, drugs, alcohol, Food. TV, you know, like they, somebody said it takes us away from feeling what we really want to feel in that moment. And so instead of sitting and feeling what it is that we're feeling or maybe doing that thing that we're supposed to do, we go into these distractions. And I have that with smoking, you mm -hmm. know, cannabis, tobacco for me has been huge. So I love that we jumped on the topic of porn addiction. I think that's really powerful for a lot of men. So what I heard you say is if somebody wanted to change and shift out of that pattern, number one is you have to be aware and catch yourself in the moment. And you know, I think that's almost like an advanced step almost because not everybody has the awareness enough to say no in the first place to uh -huh. go do it. So can you give our listeners some tools and tips for male especially of how can they overcome porn addiction and maybe something physically they can do and then mentally and maybe even spiritually got this dive in thank you so i would recommend to men and women to read this book it's so simple and nice from ken keys from 1972 or something it's so just clean and simple understandable handbook to higher consciousness and the reprogramming factor is huge there was another point that I was just going to mention from the book. It'll probably circle back to me. But read the book. And when you feel it coming up, oh, this is it. You want to be able to bring yourself into the audience of your own play. You're on stage. You want to be able to remove your consciousness from the stage of your mind, step back into the audience seat, and look at what am I doing? What am I thinking? What is this guy on stage saying? And when you take yourself out of the emotion, out of the mental space, out of your own mind, you get out of your own head for a second mm -hmm. and, and be objective. What is objectively being thought, right? And question it. And when you learn how to get, say you're angry, right? Mm -hmm. And you can feel when you're angry. Get used to feeling your emotions and your thoughts. And realize that you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are happening in your mind, in your mental space. You, let's say you're your soul, and you are your consciousness. Your consciousness is not defined by the thoughts that you think. When you get used to getting in this third person observing seat of yourself, you're able to feel these thoughts come up and you're able to see them and not be them. Because people get, you know, caught up in their mind so much. And they, and they think that what they think determines who they are. It's just not true. Because we can grab our thoughts, we can change our thoughts, we can stop our thoughts and thinking patterns. Mm -hmm. And that's something that being able to get out of my own head and look at it was big.
Okay. To make change. So stepping into a third person perspective. So when meditatively, you, you know, it's like a meditation. Mm -hmm. So even next time you do go into masturbation, just taking that moment to like look at yourself from the side and just kind of check in, like what's going on internally as you are in that space. Right. Are you okay. slunched over, weird, grabbing your dick in your basement, like all awkward? Like imagine looking at yourself. How do you seem? Mm -hmm. Do you seem like you're being weird and perverted, or are you like in your bed? by yourself, computers off, music on, candles lit, oil out, like there with yourself and like the intention of like, I'm going to pleasure myself. Are you doing it on purpose? Mm -hmm. Or are you just accidentally jerking and losing your load and spilling your seed? Do you have any idea how powerful your seed is? You know, mm -mm. at the time I did not. And the awareness that was brought to me was able to empower me to make changes. You only know what you know. Exactly. And I don't think most men even look at their semen as something very sacred and powerful. It's just, it's never been taught to us. It's not something that's part of our culture. And so for a man, you know, to realize your seed creates life and there's power. And what they don't understand is the energy that it takes for your body to produce it. Mm. And every time you spill it, your body takes away energy from other parts of your body to reproduce your semen. So the older you get, you have less and less and less energy. Yes. And unless you're doing yogic practices, breath work, tai chi, qigong, to re revive yourself, your fountain of youth, as a man, with time, your energy does drain. And that's a fact. And this is why yeah. so many men have issues after 45, because yeah. they've just emptied. There's a quick thought I want to drop in yeah. there on how often you should be ejaculating. It's in the book uh, from that Montauk Chia guy. Yes, I love him. I talk about him a lot. He's a great guy. And the, I, it's, it's something like when you're 25 to 29 once a week, when you're every five years, it adds like another couple weeks. And, you know, by the time you're 50, you should only be releasing like, I think I said like a once a month or could have been up to six months. I'll drop the exact numbers when I do my own semen retention episode. But, mm -hmm. you know, basically you're making a lot more life force as you're young and you get older and you just don't produce as much testosterone. This is how it goes. Yeah. You know, you make the kids when you're young mm -hmm. and then in grandpa mode, you're chilling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. And when you don't spill it, it recycles back into your system and Gets feeds you. Absorbed. Your testosterone levels shoot up. That's why on day six or seven, I was like noticeably like running around the block, like woo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what I hear from men that practice this is that there is a lot more, first of all, energy, clarity is yes. huge, yeah. stillness of the mind, and having just more of that direct focus, and then feeling empowered control like control and empowered as a man like how would it make you feel knowing you can make love to your woman for as long as you want to that you can pause when you want you can ejaculate when you want and i think that control also translate into your life and right. how you have control of your life a vulnerable share during marriage tiffany admitted to me in a joke the other week that there was times when if she didn't want to have sex with me she would just suck me off on purpose and just like you know slay me you mm -hmm. know and she knew that it's like she had the power over me mm -hmm. to control me and empty empty my power and put me to sleep <laughs> you know oh, and yeah. that's like a thing that's a thing that's a thing and we actually spoke something about that like the power of some women who know that and who swallow men's semen with the intention of taking their yeah. power and all these men are so 
unconscious and they give their semen their power away to you know casual and in, which can be beautiful with your you know beloved it can be a beautiful experience with your beloved mm -hmm. but if it's a energy vampire thing mm -hmm. that's a different thing energy vampires I would love to actually speak and maybe into the more energetic realms of sexuality and sacred sexuality and we can even talk about energetic vampires. Yeah, yeah. So in your terms, what is what is the difference between sacred sexuality and sexuality as humanity knows it now? Well, sexuality as we know it now has been weaponized, it's been taboo, we're not allowed to talk about it. It's we've been all shamed everyone's been shamed on their sexuality I feel like women get it way worse but uh, you know men are almost reverse shamed into like we're told we're supposed to be like yeah. so overly sexual it's like backwards and upside down mm -hmm. and uh, the true thing is we cannot get into this world without sex everybody came through the magical vagina portal one way or another, even if you were a C-section, you know, you still came from the woman, the semen, the egg, from sex. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the magical portal. And realizing that and accepting sex and accepting your own, your own desires, even if they're weird, you have to accept yourself. And as you go through healing, I found myself having way less weird desires like... You know, you're programmed with pornography to think all this, like, different, maybe violent stuff or whatever might be hot and cool, but it's just traumatic at the end of the day, and it's not hot and cool. <sighs> mm -hmm. The pornography industry is a great representation of what's wrong. You've talked about the jackrabbit fuck style where it's just like bang, 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 bang. Mm -hmm. It's like that doesn't really work. That doesn't really feel that great for, you know, these pornos go for an hour long. And they do how many camera cuts in mm -hmm. between. So it just seems like these guys are banging hard for an hour mm -hmm. like crazy. And then you're sitting there coming at 15 minutes like what the f like feeling bad about yourself. Like how come I can't like do what he's doing when he's like filled with drugs and stuff and Hollywood magic where they're like you know mm -hmm. filming taking a break and filming and this and that yeah so to go closer to what real sexuality is and sacred sexuality it's accepting yourself and self-exploration and em embracing your desires and being able to trust yourself and control yourself, learn yourself through your sexual urges. Mm -hmm. And the more you clean yourself out, even through detox practices, as well as getting rid of your messy, dirty thoughts and, and weird programming, mm -hmm. the more you clean yourself out, the more you find your center, the more you find your balance, the balance between your masculine and your feminine. feminine finding where both need attention finding what that even means like to mm -hmm. be able to you know feel like you need to have a soft night and take a bath and write in your journal you know mm -hmm. and being able to know when that's coming up yeah connecting to those feminine cycles of life knowing that you're not always will have that same energy to create to drive things forward that's beautiful so for me, I see sacred sexuality as for humanity connecting into their primordial selves 
and then merging that with the spiritual essence and the divinity of that and really looking at your own body as a temple and treating yourself as a temple and then coming as a temple with another temple yeah. to co-create magic. Yeah. And the sacredness has to do with our intention. For me, my whole life is about intention and you know where are we coming in, what's, what our desires, wants, and needs, or are we just fucking just to get it out of the way, or are we making love to heal, to you know manifest to make babies or are we fucking because we feel like we need to you know get some energy out of our way and or please a partner so it's really like an intentional awakening into your sexuality for me and being intentional once you learn to control yourself and be comfortable with yourself and not needing some people are chasing others because they're running away from themselves and they don't want to connect with themselves, so they would rather just fuck somebody. Mm -hmm. And it's messy, because it keeps you running away from yourself, and then it turns into a sex addiction. So, uh, so once you're able to sit with yourself, and control, and be comfortable with yourself, you're not chasing after every sexual opportunity. You know, you might have partners that are making passes at you, and if you're confident, and you know you don't need that, you're able to discern this might just be an energy vampire. It might be a waste of my time and energy. It might take me off the path. Uh, they might give me a demon. <laughs> Possible, yeah. You know, that was something in the Tantra Challenge as well, is uh, you make a list of all your previous lovers, and you burn their names very respectfully, allow their power to return back to them, mm -hmm. and take back all your own power. And so you're learning some spiritual rituals for spiritual hygiene and maintenance. Cord cutting is huge. When when I started doing all this work, I would I would be more keen to realizing like, all right, whose energy is up in me? Who is in my mind? When people come through your mind, you know, that's because you're connected. Mm. Beyond our human bodies, we're all connected through a hive mind aspect. I'm reading this book right now, One Mind by Larry Dossie, recommended by Paul Check. Shout out to Paul Check, I absolutely love him. The book explains through a bunch of scientific evidence that everyone is connected. It's just purely science at this point. I agree. Yeah. And so, so I want to touch sorry. on yes. the, the energetics and the mental. What he said was really important, and this is for men and for women, that when we do engage sexually with other people, that they're, they're, it's not just one-time thing. And this is the thing that we don't know unless you are more connected to the spiritual realms of understanding is that everybody you come in this sacred union with leaves part of themselves and as Drake said like what are they leaving in your mind how do you feel about that person like how does that person feel about themselves before they have come into your own personal orbit and for women especially with our yoni our womb we receive all the oh, men yeah you know so for me as I became more in tune and aware of my sexuality it's like I don't just want to let anybody in you know like it's like there is a process now that takes place as to a lot more intention and like where is that person standing in their mental awareness and their you know purification of their temple mm -hmm. and it's almost like I don't want to go there because to me it's like almost sacred like sex is very sacred now and it's ritual it's meditation it's like a spiritual devotional practice with God for it's me God meeting God yep in the body yeah embodiment it's god in bodies yeah and that's pretty much my understanding of god is pure consciousness pure potential 
we are bodies operated by consciousness. God's driving these bodies right now. Mm -hmm. And we all, that's the one mind. That is the one mind, is God. Mm -hmm. And hallelujah, hallelujah. I had, I had a thought. Yeah. I had something I was going to say. Oh, the two, well, about the two uh, temples coming together. Mm -hmm. What was I going to say? Two bodies merging, mer merging, merging the feminine with the masculine. Yeah. Maybe I already said it. I'm kind of losing it. Yeah, so in Tantra, you know, the experience from the masculine is probably a little bit different than from the feminine. Uh, what I have experienced in the past during loving, lovemaking with tantric lovers is that there isn't so much focus even on the physical penetration. Now it's really us tuning into the energies and the subtleties that begin to form when the energies merge. And so for me as the feminine, a lot of it is like really staying in the breath because I tend to sometimes wander in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so staying in my breath, staying in my body and then learning to surrender continue on surrendering with every exhale to the masculine so that he can enter me. Because as a woman, we can't really open up energetically to men if we don't breathe and surrender and trust. So then we can't really al allow him to enter us. Yeah. So I would love to share, have you share uh, from the masculine, like so for the masculine, what is it to connect to the feminine in the energetic realm? Sure. Let's talk into a little bit of like the energy looping and breathing. I find it most powerful when you're able to have your breath opposite so that when the woman is breathing out, you're breathing in and allowing her energy to come back into you from so so uh, in through the top, right? The woman will dump her love basically into your head and spill down through your heart and then you go back out your your genital end. And so on your exhale, you're exhaling up and out through into her first chakra and up and so when you get the opposite breath going it starts you're feeding each other and the loop is happening and you can feel I'm gonna, I'm gonna back up even a little bit more to being able to feel this energy and understand it it helps a lot to read about it and have an idea of what the people, the sages and these yogis who have mapped out these energy maps for a thousand years, they sit in a cave for a hundred years at a time just drinking water, getting super clear, just swimming around in the energy. These guys have done the work for us, so all we got to do is read what they figured out. And then we got to do a little bit of the same work, living on just water for a bit, doing some water fasts, having a lighter diet. To enable our superpowers, we need to be able to feel all the way through our systems and have a clean system. Purifying. Practice the breath of fire, a purifying breath. Practice fasting, it will purify the body. Study the energy to feel the energy. Mm -hmm. Because if, you, if you're filled, we were saying this earlier, if you're filled with feces and poison, then you're not able to, it's a barrier between you and the energy. Mm -hmm. So being open to those, those energetic worlds, you can have energetic orgasms and uh, I'm, I'm hitting them myself now and it's a, been a glorious journey mm -hmm. going from having a pornography addiction from being a young teenager and like not even using lube having myself all out of whack through not knowing how to masturbate correctly and how to take my time and breathe 
you know, there was just nobody to tell me how to do it because everybody's told not to talk about it. And that's nobody the taboo thing. About it. And that's why here we are with microphones talking to the internet talking right now. Talking about it. Because it's time to mm-hmm. shift and break people out of these cages. I agree. Yeah, I see as, you know, like Jake was just saying, that a lot of this work really has to do with purification, cleaning, tuning into the energetics. A lot of people hear the word Tantra, the word Tantra, and they want to like run into it without doing the homework. Yeah. You know, you can't really be tantric if, if you're toxic and you're overweight and you have sickness and disease. Like you got other priorities. You know, our temple is always our priority. So as we c- become more aware of our bodies and do these practices, we can really shift and explore these new realms. But first, you got to do your homework. You do. And so I always talk about, you know, we got to do the work, you guys. Like, we can talk about the books, we can share the videos, but, like, it's about you when you're alone and what are you doing, what are you thinking, what are your it's intentions. It's the experience. Yeah. It's the experiments. Don't be afraid to experiment, you know? Yeah. So is there anything else that you feel inspired to share with our listeners before we wrap it up today? Covered great ground. This is actually a pretty powerful 30 minutes. I agree. Um, don't be afraid to listen to yourself and see what you need. Don't be afraid to, like I explained that scenario, turn off the lights, turn on the music, get some oil, my guy. Get some oil involved, my guy. <laughs> don't be going at it dry raw like a dummy. Like, really go for it. Take some time. Edge yourself. Get to halfway, chill out, and just breathe for a moment. Fully in the nose, fully out the mouth, fully relax, let yourself calm down. Get used to backing off. You don't, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, especially if you're trying to show up with power for a woman, and you don't want to just, and just lose yourself and have no control. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to go half, go to 60%, and the the, the sound, Tantra, by definition, from uh, Sanskrit, is the the combination of sound and yantra coming together. Mantra and yantra, tantra. So it's the it's the connection of the the physical, the visual, the touching world, and the sound world. Make some sound. Ah. Oh, ah. Moan with your partner. Let and it own. out. Ooh. Do like an own in their, together. in their heart, on their belly. Harmonic, yeah. you know. Yeah. Make some sound with yourself, my guy. Like, pound on your chest a little bit. Rub your titties, my Rub guy. Titties. <laughs> you know, rub your, massage your body. Like, my get connected to pleasure, not just in your cock, but like touch the rest of your Squeeze body. Squeeze your feet in the middle of it. Like, just massage your legs and yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, embodiment. Mm, get embodiment. In there. Like, bring it in. Feel it. Like, don't just, not just a race. Yeah. So yo-yo with that energy and become familiar with your energy, and it's real. Feel it. Beautiful. And give me a call if you need support. Yeah. <laughs> and Drake, where can we find you? So right now my name on Instagram is Drake M Free, and uh, you can find me there. I'm pretty active on Instagram, and uh, I'm going to be opening coaching containers soon, and. Uh, much more on that to come. Yeah, but, uh, guiding men. And then you have a podcast as well? Yes, Dive Deep with Drake. And you can find me there on all podcast platforms. Yeah. Dive Deep with Drake. 
And we might be recording more content together as well yes, since I think we, we will be. found this really good balance here of information exchange. Yes. All right, everyone. So then we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here, for sharing your energy and presence. I hope that you have taken some powerful wisdom nuggets away from this share from Drake. Thank you for sharing your masculine perspective. Honored. And on that note, you guys, much, much love to each and every one of you. Bye. Namaste.